Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sportscast, and we are presented in boys featured on Less Talk Sports and Sideline Sports. Is it not going? No, your intro didn't come through, man. Huh. You might be moving a little slower today, Brad. Um, it might be not sure what's going on. And if you hit it like So if the intro on here in a minute, then I'll be quiet. Right now we'll move on. So it's Brad with College Sportscast. I have Jason Harrison on with me tonight. What's up, Jason? And I have Taylor Bell with me. How's it going? What's up, Taylor? Just, uh, I'm a Georgia fan, so we're just waiting around for football at this point. Only got, only got a couple more <laughs> months left. It's always based around. Hey, football it's only, it's only like nine more weeks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think it's. Yeah, about about nine weeks. A little bit over two months. So, it's it's definitely. Yeah, I think it's about on. nine Saturday. It's still. Nine. Sounds yeah, so long. Think, you can't phrase it like that. That that that's hurting a little bit. <laughs> well, hey, it's a lot. I'm not getting any audio. I don't know if you guys are. Hey, Brad, Brad, you bet. You bet, Brad. Brad's deal. Okay. There you go. See, he's bubbling. He's bubbling. Okay. Am I back? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you now. Now you look like you're in witness protection program. Now you're not. (laughs) No, I'm back, I think. (laughs) I I don't know what, like, I don't know why it didn't play to start with. Did it play just then or no? It did. It did. Yeah. Okay. Because it's been messed up for me the whole time. I didn't even see it. So, uh, I was saying nine weeks sounds like it's uh, pretty soon to me now. It's like, wow, I can't believe it's those really. Um, you know, summer seems like it just started, which I guess it technically did. Um, but football's getting closer for sure. It definitely is. I think it's it's going to feel a lot slower now because we're heading into the dead period. So there's not really any recruiting news that's going to come out in the next few weeks yeah. or so because all those all those OVs, all the official visits are kind of out of the way for all the big done. Yeah, they're, and it's, they're done for a little while. Wait, wait and see here. So I think it's the pace is only going to get slower with it. So we'll see how crazy some of the that's hot true. Me- how some of the hot take media can get while we're we're trying to create a little bit of drama in, the, in this dead period. 
Right. Yeah. Well, welcome into College Cast. Had a little technical difficulties there at the beginning. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with that. But uh, welcome in. And and we want to welcome Taylor Bell. Taylor is part of the Fanboys group that we are with. Um, and go ahead have uh, a couple of shows and a radio show. Go ahead and, and give you a shout out. So I do a podcast called the Hopeless Sports Magic Podcast. It's kind of centered around Georgia and Atlanta sports teams. So Braves, Hawks, Falcons, Georgia Bulldogs, uh, obviously. Um, and then on top of that, every Saturday, I'm on a show called the Southern Gentleman Sports Show, which is based out of Destin, Florida, and the Ticket Sports Network. You can find my podcast at on Spotify Anchor. Just look up Hopeless Sports Mantic. And then uh, you can find my radio show at wearesportsradio.com from 8 to 12 Central Time every Saturday, talking college football mostly. On Saturdays, y'all, are y'all doing that currently, even though we're in the dead period? I mean, I know recruiting to talk about, but in June you did. It is It is all, all year long. It'll be the middle of February and the peak of basketball season, and we're still talking college football. It, it never stops. There's there's the, the, the guys on the show, we actually <laughs> – we don't call it the off season. They specific. We specifically call it the non-playing portion of the season because <laughs> there is no off season for college football. Right so that's kind of how we're right. Go about I got it. you. I got you. All right, Jason. We're going to jump in here and we're going to do a little baseball coverage. Last night, the uh, the uh, College World Series ended last night, and. The crowned a champion, Ellen. We will get to that, but I wanted to ask you, Jason. Um, um, did you catch any of, of the midweek games where LSU was elimination three straight games and won three straight games facing elimination, and then again last night they were facing elimination and won. So they had four elimination games since last Tuesday? Well, I, I don't think you can say elimination game last night because no matter what, somebody was going home regardless. Well, somebody was going to lose. Yeah. They made this color World Series. He's going to finish first or second. Well, anyhow, um, I actually did watch LSU, and I can remember uh, the early season talk that you and John had about this LSU team. And so – Every time they played, when I wasn't, who I just got back from Oklahoma, track meet. Yeah, I had a lot of fun at a track meet. Anyhow, when I wasn't outside burning up in the heat, uh, I would <laughs> catch the game. And LSU, I see why y'all did a lot of talking about LSU. I see why. Strong pitching, strong hitting, except for one game. And I didn't watch that game. The game that yeah. uh, uh, Florida yeah, that was all those runs. I didn't watch that game because I assumed yeah, that was all score game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did yeah. watch yeah. them, but man, listen, they had it was a 20, twenty-four season. to three in the bottom of the man, ninth. Man, so it I, was, could, I, I couldn't even believe the score. I couldn't. I couldn't even believe the score. But 
Man, LSU really they, – they, they really came to play. Back up against the wall, they play like veterans. They play like they have some veterans on that team. They have some they really, have really stellar players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Pitching, hitting, fielding, all facets of the game. Um, base running, everything they could do, they did right, especially against Wake Forest. That shocked me. I didn't have them come. I thought Wake Forest was going to really hey, knock Ford them out. Hey, Wake Forest was a really good team, too. Mm, also really known team. as Wake Forest. I think it came down to the last. Yeah, I think it came down to the last. I mean, the last three teams were probably the best teams in baseball: Florida and LSU. LSU, LSU came to play, and I sat there and watched that game, and was pretty, pretty shocked that Florida couldn't get the bats rolling like they had just had it rolling. I thought it was going to be a 12-12 12-12 game or one of those. They, hey, they sure of had a Sunday, that's for sure. Man, unbelievable. But like the marketable team, one thing about baseball I can say, that, and, and what I like about series regardless, you have to win multiple games. You know, kind of like March Madness, anybody can win you know, in basketball. It, you know, one game. You play one bad game, it's over. In baseball, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And in the NBA with the series, even in college football, you know, I, I would like to see. I don't know how they would do that in in in, college, in the college game, but you know, because it's 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 such a uh, a physical game uh, that they have to play week to week. But man, I like the fact that it was the best two out of three, though. And so the I actually like always the win. I actually like the setup of the NCAA tournament in baseball. It's really it's it's really yeah, neat. I, I, I like the way it's played. Yeah, double elimination. That's yeah. That really, that, that, that really. Uh, the double elimination, that, and the then, part. and yeah. then you get the best two out of three for the super regionals and for the finals. Yeah. In yeah. a series, yeah. like the setup yeah. is actually really good. I, I, I like it a lot. Like that could be I, I, I used in basketball, and that would be amazing if they used that. Be hard. It'd be hard to do that, um, just because. So I think it'd like, be in the NBA. Yeah, but in the NBA, you know, you only have what thirty teams, so mm-hmm. you can actually do that. But then you got the the NCAA where you have over what fifteen hundred. I mean, so you got the baseball. You'd have to cut the you'd have to cut the number of teams that make the tournament in half, probably for for the well, baseball right. is really sixty four teams. Well, but you baseball, understand, 64 baseball, teams. yeah, but baseball is a lot different. You know, baseball is really predicated on the pitcher and the hitter. And then it's up to the outfield. In basketball, everybody's just, you know, everybody, even though you have to be I on the same page. The format sports, that would but, but baseball, be amazing if you ask me if they done that in basketball. I, you take the same. So I'm actually a firm believer in. Go ahead, Dave. I'm actually a firm believer in. I, I do not. I do not like single elimination in any capacity. What everybody else yeah. loves about March Madness, I hate it. I want the best teams. I want Kentucky and Duke 
and Kansas playing in the Elite Eight together. I want to see the best teams play the best. Yeah. Now you and do it, kind of lose some. And of it would be great. Of, can you can you imagine like a, a you know no, like a a, a double no, elimination no. round? I mean that'd no, be amazing. Couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. <laughs> For who? For who? For college <laughs> basketball and, and scrap, scrap, scrap the. This will never happen, obviously, but yeah. scrap the neutral sites. Imagine like Cameron <laughs> Indoor when Kentucky's in town and it's an Elite Eight game. Like imagine how like crazy that the, would be. like the regional round have host sites. Yeah, I, I, that I, would be I amazing. Would. I would agree with that. Now I would agree with that. You know, taking uh, you know, I uh, I can understand this. The final four being held somewhere neutral, mm-hmm. I can agree with that. But just like you said, if you were able to host, think about that. If you yeah. were able to host an elite eight or a sweet sixteen on your home floor, you know, do you know? Man, come on now, those those tickets would would man, the tickets and and and. and the, the 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 city you got to earn it too you know I mean, you, you know you played yeah it's an extra advantage that's added to those teams that put on that play consistently yeah, throughout absolutely. the entire regular season. I, I, I can agree with that i can agree with that i can agree with that that cuts down the traveling that yeah. cuts down all the traveling for that particular you know but i guess the thing that they run into would be the other sports are still going baseball is picking up softball is still going on a little bit so i don't know if they have certain games in town but listen play a sweet 16 game in your on your court man listen it it, it would it would be must see tv yep it would be must see tv i can imagine the fanfare you know but how would you allocate the tickets you couldn't allocate the tickets like that it's still being a away game I guess you could follow. Yeah, you could follow the absolutely. same principles you do with with the baseball because that's like that's what I'm thinking is okay. the elite eight with on the you have it you have it at a neutral yeah. site, but but you have have a Lexington right, right. regional or a or a Kansas regional right. or whatever kind of thing. So yeah, right, yeah, it would be fun, and it really would be. Uh, of course, you would lead into a lot of the. Blue Bloods being in the Elite Eight all the time, um, which is probably the reason why college basketball fans would would vote against it. Probably, I, I see, um, but I, I not think, me, of I course, because you know. At the end of the day, I think that's what people really want to see, though, because how many people can really remember much from watching? Like, granted, UConn is a pretty prevalent program as of late, but like, I'll San be honest with you, this passion. Year, I lost even me, and I'm a huge basketball fan. I lost interest. I mean, not totally. It's not like I didn't watch it at all, but it just wasn't all that enticing to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, in terms in terms of, I guess to kind of swing things back to the the championship with the College World Series, the funniest thing of all of this was the talk about. When is Paul Skeens going to come in? When do they start him in Game Three? Do they use him out of the pen? Yeah. Does he come in late to close it out? And then, and then if you watched last him. night, they were, they were, they were like warming him up. They were seeking to see if he was putting on his cleats. They were, I mean, if you watched last night, it was because they everything was about Paul Skeens and when he was going to get him. And then LSU puts a six spot up in the second inning. 
And the game Didn't after four innings, I think, was like 10 to two. And it was just a reach. And we never got to see Paul Skeen come back into the game. Bus. Um, all we got to see of Paul Skeens is him celebrating getting the MOP. <laughs> and, Didn't he? Yeah. and all of those top three pick teams breathed the sigh of relief at it. Risk the risk of injury of a future top five pick in the major league draft over him, not yeah, so throw it again on short rest, <laughs> yeah, on three days rest. So, yeah, that's what it would have yeah. been last night, by the way. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. not you know, you really do that with pitchers on three days rest. So, they were they were taking a chance or are gonna take a chance if the game was close to putting schemes in, risking injury on three-day rest. Uh, it turned out they didn't have to. Um, see, Sunday, uh, Florida put a whooping on LSU 24-4, to wound up being. And then, yes, last, last night, LSU returned the favor 18-4. to um, The series. 24 hits. 24 hits. Yeah, with, with 24 hits. Um, and and winning the series two to one, winning the national championship. So, um, the stars for LSU, I have there. there. So Dylan Cruz is projected as the number pick in the upcoming MLB draft, I believe. Um, yes. Taylor will probably know more about this than I will. Just to be honest with you, so. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Dylan Cruz is the number one overall um, mock draft, you know, in the mock drafts projected pick. Yeah, he, and so so Cruz is projected as one a lot. The, the top three kind of depending on which who you talk to rotates between Dylan Cruz, Wyatt Langford, and uh, I think Jack Caglione is in some of these, but Paul Skeens as well uh, yeah. are kind of the top. Well, Caglione is just a sophomore; he still has a year to go. Okay, okay. So uh, yeah. I think I'm. That's the reason why Caglione's not in there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I do know that. Is, yeah, he's a he's a true five tool guy. Hits for contact, hits for power, can run the bases, can play defense, has a strong arm in the outfield. Prototypical guy, you you kind of build your your franchise. Just the, the biggest thing I pick up on, I mean, um, from watching him all the tournament is the consistency at the plate is just way above his his. He hits his understanding of the plate and the strike I mean, the zone dude, you and can't, and, and he lays off pitches. Yeah. He has patience and he lay pitches like you can't, you know, a lot of these guys. So Caglione, you mentioned him. Caglione can't lay off pitches. When you, when you, you know, in a situation, you can get him something that he just can't hit and he swings. Dill Cruz doesn't do that. Um, he is the most paid dude at the plate. And you, you get he you try to put something like Away at the knees, puts it in the opposite field. You know, line drive almost every time. I mean, you know, he just. I, yet last night I think he had four hits. In the championship yep. game, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Um, 
I'm pretty sure that's right. All right, so I got to get to a couple of other guys. Tommy Tanks and Kate, though, were simply amazing in the College World Series. Tommy Tanks, Tommy White is his name. Tommy Tanks is his name. Uh, but, but they uh, hit and bumps, time games, walk-offs. Um, I, I mean, they just – and I want to say this. So Tommy Tanks and Taylor, you're a numbers guy. So I got to know what you think of number, okay? Tommy Tanks hit okay. behind Dylan Cruz all season long. For you. Dylan sometimes leads off, sometimes he's second. And Tommy always moves with him. So sometimes Tommy Tanks – is hitting second, or sometimes he's third. He's always behind Dylan Cruz. Okay? When Dylan Cruz gets on, on base, and I'm not talking about just his hits alone. I'm talking about walks, whether he's hit by a pitch, whatever. If, if, Tom, if Dylan Cruz gets on, on base in front of Tommy, he hit six. 84 with Dylan Cruz on base this entire season. Not in the College World Series, the entire season. 70 games. That is an amazing that's, that's, baseball stat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is that's, an amazing think- baseball stat. I, I was like, you've I've never heard of that. That's unbelievable. It's, it's he his batting average six eighty four. Yep, it's it's <laughs> got to be that's that's there's not really any one thing you can pin that on. It's Cruz's speed can maybe cause guys to be quick to the plate. You want to be quicker to the plate as well, so you're going to get a lot of fastballs. Maybe they've got a guy on base and they're going to try to go back. And then to guess what is guess what is. Uh, Specific situation you can pin that onto. That's just that's that's the that's one of the most amazing stats that I've ever seen in my life. I was like, holy cow! That so when he's not on these, he only hit two fifty four or something like that. But he hit six eighty four when Dylan Cruz was on on base. <laughs> that's just amazing. It's like wow, that's that's unheard of. I don't know. All right, so Ty Floyd had a spectacular game, first game in, against Florida. Um, Dugas is what that's supposed to say. I think I added an I there. Um, Paul Skeens, of course, was the most outstanding player named last night as after the game. And uh, Trey Morton had a really good series as well. So LSU is Full of stars, like um, I would say at least. I, I don't see how Tommy Tanks, whoever drafts Dylan Cruz, needs to get Tommy Tanks. <laughs> That's just all, just all there is to it. If you put him behind Dylan Cruz, huh? 
I was I was saying it's it's crazy that the there's so much depth in this LSU lineup that the Ty Evans hit five home runs in the College World Series and he's kind of brushed off to the side because of all I'm, these guys on I'm actually put up the, the LSU now. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. So really Ty good. Evans plays for Florida, and he actually broke the College World Series record in Omaha um, with five home in in Omaha, and I got him listed there as a Florida star. And Wyatt Langford, I mean, he was six for six there. Uh, in that game that was 24 to four had two home runs, um, had a grand slam in that game. Um, you see, you was talking about him being projected one, most of when I'm hearing one, two or three from the MLB draft. Yeah. He's a two way guy as well. Now his pitching kind of failed him a little bit in, in game three. They gave him the nod, but uh, just the, the power bat alone, I, I think that's probably what I would guess Caglione projects as is a, is a position player. But just the, the, the talent in the SC, in SEC baseball in general is just so off the charts at this point. So Caglione's it's, it's, got – he's got the speed. He's got the arm. He just doesn't quite have the accuracy on the pitching from what I've seen. Okay. He's got. I mean, he was throwing. He was throwing 97, 98 yesterday, um, and he just couldn't. Struggles pitching to left-handers. He's left-handed, and his balls, his fastball wants to go, you know, to that side of the plate, and he hit two or three, you know, and he struggles uh, with control. If he could, if he could figure out a way um, to work with his troll, then I think Caglown would have a shot at being a two you know two way player even in major league baseball it's a different time. Yeah we'll have to see how much Otani kind of I guess of affects the game in terms of guys wanting to maybe shy away from picking one side of the of the game to to kind of focus on but it is hard there's a couple of there's a few guys that have tried to do that um and really struggled uh, the first name that comes to mind is brendan mckay with um the, the tampa bay rays who i believe was a, a two-way player out of louisville and just injuries as well as kind of inconsistent play has kind of left him off the the major league roster for a couple of years now so it's it's something that I think I think maybe we see a bit of a mo- increase in that, but then at the same time, it's like maybe there's a reason why guys are only focusing on one side of the game when, once they get in the professional ranks a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and, and for the most part, over the years, you do focus on one, but you know, over the last few years, you've got to at least a couple of guys and and one in particular that is, you know, in the league that is kind of changing some people's tune a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's probably the best player in the game on both sides. 
how many how many how many guys can throw a hundred from the mound and hit four fifty? Hit four hundred fifty foot bombs. It's one. It's one. He played for the Angels. So I forget his name. He played for the Angels. Yeah, he's he just one that I know of. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, so SEC gets a championship again. Ball. Um, I think it was the fifth in the row in a row. I believe. Um, um, Baseball wise, might be four. It was either four or five in a row. I know it was three. I know Mississippi State. Oh, well, Vandy yeah, won it. Before, Vandy won it, it before Mississippi yeah. State. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then this is a so rematch, I know is a rematch it, of 17 as well. So. It was. It was a rematch of 17 as well. And and Florida won in 17. And now LSU win last night in 2023. There wasn't. So that one doesn't count when you go back towards the years because COVID. Um, so so that, that's why I say it's either four, four or five. I know Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and now LSU. I know one at um, four in a row, SEC. Um, kind of similar to the dominant you see from the SEC in four. I just think baseball, Taylor, baseball would, and football. I thought you would eat that one. Yeah, up. <laughs> baseball and football are two dominant sports in the SEC. We're just gonna put that out there right there. I think the SEC really dominates football and baseball. Basketball, I think we're gonna make a come up this year. Uh, but for the most part, at football and baseball, you can guarantee you're gonna you're gonna see half the field is gonna be SEC teams. SEC teams. You know, and I think they brought the add a team this year coming up, right? Are they still adding a team this year? What's that? For, to the college playoffs? No, that's still four team? this year. Uh, four, and it will be – it'll move to a 12-team playoff in yeah. 2024. Yeah, so, the next year. Yeah. Uh, so, let's get to LSU for just a minute. So, <clears throat> they win the college baseball World Series last night. They also won the women's basketball championship this year. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but, you know, we always talk about the like you know, the three most dominant sports or whatever. You got baseball, football. If I was going to put a fifth major sport into college, women's basketball, that would be my fourth major sport if I was going to, you know, put one in there. And for LSU to win two of the four, four that's pretty – That's pretty. That AD had a hell of a hiring years for two years. He, he he hit on all his hires, even the football. Football won to share the West, correct? Did they want to share the West? So I mean, they yeah, they 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 ended up winning the winning the West in year one under Brian Kelly after kind of a lackluster start, dropping a couple of in games his early first on. year. So that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's I mean, definitely, it's a uh, Scott Woodward is earning every penny of that 
of that deal he got to uh, leave Texas A&M to, to join LSU as the athletic director. Absolutely. So. I'm telling you guys, as, a, as college sports people, we, we have to give props to excellence. And you're right. He's, he's done an excellent job at LSU. Um, you know, they are, they are definitely making statements in LSU athletics and they're here to stay to, you know, LSU women's is probably going to be the preseason number one for this coming year. Brian Kelly is probably got an outside chance of, of winning the, you know, the West again. I mean, he's going to make some noise there. I would think in, in football, um, and you know LSU baseball is going to stay there. Now, their basketball program will Wade kind of put them in a hole, and and you know so maybe me this new guy will will start to figure it out. He had a rough, rough season one, going fourteen and nineteen with LSU men's basketball, but outside of that, they have. They have really been stellar, and if you are a Tigers fan, you have to be pretty happy. Yeah, it's when you think the, the consistency across all sports for sure is uh, definitely something that I think you can you can have your your your, your head up high about. Um, I still think uh, at the end of the day, the focus is going to be on football. It is the SEC. So that's that's always going to be number one, but uh, we'll we'll see how Brian Kelly heads in, into year two with uh, just the plethora, the the great the talent pool, the insane talent pool of Louisiana in-state talent, uh, and you being able to use the transfer portal with a lot of the guys being key contributors on the uh, football team, being some young guys and some freshmen. So I think that the the, the, the the only thing possibly holding back LSU, it seems at this point, is Florida State in week one and the fact that Georgia is in the same conference as them. So, the, but uh, Brian Kelly's definitely got the pedigree and the experience to try to uh, kind of maybe move LSU up to the top of the, the SEC football hierarchy. It's going to be rough, but, you know, it's going to be rough. I just don't. See, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see the same in LSU against Florida this year. Yeah, that's it's a it's a tough situation. I could be wrong, uh, but I just don't see that that happening. But uh, you got Jordan Travis returning at quarterback. You got uh, Jared Verse coming back as well for Florida State. You're going to learn a lot real quickly about both of those teams early on in the season, whether it's LSU having a chance to challenge for one of the four playoff spots as the SEC champ, maybe giving Georgia a run for their money. And then uh, Florida State plays that game week one. And then they also, I can't remember which week specifically, but Clemson is also very early in the season for Florida State. So if Florida it's State like three wants to be or four, playoff, something then, like that. Yeah. 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 If, 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 if they, if they want to be a playoff contender, we're going to find out real quickly whether Florida State's that team because if they can get past Clemson and LSU early on, then they're probably going to coast through the ACC, maybe uh, throw Clemson. Yeah, I agree with you. The team that's been the most well. So that's 
Yeah, kind I agree a, with that. A little bit. It's things are a little bit more interesting than usually than usual in the in the ACC this year. I agree with that. So, on the screen, you got our link tree page, and our page there, you can scan that QR code to the right of the screen. It takes you to where you can find all of our platforms here at College Sportscast. Um, you can scan the QR code. It'll take you straight to it. You can find our TikTok and our Instagram and Facebook and YouTube page. Um, you can find us on WSB and TV Channel 30. Kinds of stuff there you, for, for you to find. And you can find everything we do. I also this week added a Patreon page. You can check that out. Get benefits from us. And... Um, that out for our patreon page so, so that again is our link tree page all right guys that kind of concludes the baseball talk i want to get to 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 this i'm gonna leave that up on the screen for just a few minutes but so tonight episode 124 Hello. Hello. <laughs> that's a, a well, that's, that's a, a pretty big accomplishment. Kind of show, man. Yeah, in one season. With I'm season not talking one. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. For one season, that that, yeah. that that is a pretty big. That's a pretty, pretty big accomplishment, man. Pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. That I'm is, not talking yeah, about my consistency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we started when football started last year, when college football started. Uh, we started towards the end of August doing these shows. We actually started on um, Podbean and just Podbean and audio for about two months. And then we moved into video. Um, but we have been doing shows three times a week pretty much pretty consistently like you talked about taylor since then and we we did it we did three day, three times a week all through college football and college basketball the only time we didn't do three times a week was at thanksgiving and christmas i think we missed one in between each one like because it fell you know trying to have christmas and and, and Thanksgiving and stuff because Thanksgiving's a Thursday and we do a Thursday. So I think we cut that one out. But outside of that, we did them every, every single Tuesday, when, Tuesday and Sunday. Uh, and then when it was just ball season after the NCAA tournament and basketball, uh, March Madness, we, we, uh, we went to two days. We've been doing two days a week uh, is what we've been doing since then. But 124 episodes covered almost every game of college football, basketball, and baseball. Jason's been with a lot of it. We have. <laughs> We have. I know I came on probably the latter part 
yeah. football season. But man, look, it's like he said, it's oof. That, yeah. That's a huge number, man. That's like two. That's like two seasons, two three seasons for people. You talking about one year, <laughs> yeah. one 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 season? It's yeah, man. That's 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 them scary hours right there. Those are scary hours. 124 episodes. You guys are doing Ray's Anatomy and run for the money. Number of episodes. Man, you're right. hey, ooh, 104 episodes. And we, boy, if we can monetize those, boy. Exactly. I mean, so Taylor here, uh, Jason, and just so I'll let you guys know, we were kind of in talks. Taylor might join us. For our game day pickums, some next year, okay. Um, okay. and cool. do cool. college football, uh, especially during college football season. He loving that. He's, um, he's like I said, he's this guy. He likes doing the doing all that, and, and huge football fan anyway. So um, he might come on with us and do our game day pickum show um, starting in August. Uh, and if I can get him to come on to do some of our summer series uh, to cover some of the SEC media days, I'm to get Taylor to come on for that too. You got you got to have the two to the back to back champs on it. You got you got to get the Georgia guy involved anytime you're talking about college football. I mean, come come on now. <laughs> See, hey. It looks like it's going to be some interesting <laughs> topics of debate. So, <laughs> since we're talking every Sunday, each bring every it up Sunday back to real. Thursday, yeah, see, since we're talking about back to back champs. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys off of those two teams, including the quarterback. Is it really realistic to say they should be number one coming into be, the season? Yeah, yeah you, I think I, I'm honestly a big proponent of any time a team wins the natty. Obviously, preseason rankings are kind of ridiculous anyway, yeah. but we all – it's they part are. of the fan experience and to have them yeah. there. But, like, you kind of, kind of put the number one – put the defending champs as number one just kind of by default. But – you see all these – you talk about guys leaving. I think Georgia is up there in terms of one of the top teams in the country in terms of returning production because of how many guys – because especially defensively, like Georgia, you, you look at the – there's obviously the key guys, the Brock Bowers um, who's back. Uh, you have the A.D. Mitchell who's drawn. You have Stetson Bennett who's drawn. But Georgia rotates a lot of bodies in and out. There's a lot of guys that get snaps. They may not be starting the first play of the game. Washington was going on offense. Mm -hmm. But these guys, like Oscar Delp coming right in as the new uh, number two tight end. You got plenty of backs. Uh, I think Kenny McIntosh is the main guy that in the backfield that went off to the league. And A.D. Mitchell obviously went off to Texas. But a lot of returning guys and a lot of guys that are were young, but they have some experience and have – had some snaps and so there's the 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 expectation is for those guys to to slip right into the role from the guy that uh, went off to the nfl in front of him so um i think it's i expect georgia to at least 
I think make the playoff. It's very hard for me to say a three-peat because I think just repeating in of itself, you need so much luck to go your way just to be in the position to be able to win two in a row, much less three in a row. How many times have we seen have we seen repeat champs? It hasn't happened very many, and I don't know that I can't even remember the last time it that it three. I, I I'd have I, to I look it up. I, I don't I think maybe it's I think Minnesota and like the late forties did it. I think at yeah. one point I mean it would be it like the, forever ago. Repeats, so. Yeah. Yeah. So and this is probably the last chance to do All it right. because I think with that with that twelve team playoff format, it's not gonna happen. It just yeah. won't. You're, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. So I was talking about Taylor joining us for our summer series. So this is our last episode, technically, of our season one. I'm calling this our, our last episode. I am going to take about a three-week break. Um, and then we're coming back for what I'm calling the summer series. And we're going to be here doing our show on 16th through the 20th. Now, the 17th through the 20th is, is SEC media days um 17th there's three teams on the little that's sec media days the 18th 19th there's four teams that we'll talk about and then the 20th it wraps up with three teams again um but the 16th kentucky basketball which i'm everybody knows i'm a kentucky fan um is playing in the global jam in toronto and it is the 12th through 16th and it wraps up on the 16th so I thought I'd do a recap of how Kentucky looked and played in the uh, Global Jam in so on the 16th, and then we'll do the 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th, covering the the teams that are there participating in SEC Media Days. All right. So you said you want to talk a little football, so. Since we're talking about SEC media days and covering the football, give me your top six SEC teams going into the year. Top six. Just SEC. Okay. Top Just six. SEC. Okay. And you can start top. That way you can go down. I mean, Georgia is going to be I'll number say one, Georgia I know. At one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. LSU at two. Uh, I'll say Alabama at three, and then three probably, then Tennessee at four. Um, go through there, and then probably five. That's when you, I'll say Ole Miss at five, and then at, at six probably. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, probably probably South Carolina at six. And I would even say interchangeable between South Carolina and, and Ole Miss. It's, it's definitely the way that South Carolina ended the 2022 season. You definitely have to be looking up at them to to, to beat Clemson. And um, what was the other big game they had? They had two big wins at the end of the Tennessee. year. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee and uh, yeah. Clemson. 
So apparently when they, they play a team with orange jerseys, they turn, they turn to the 85 Bears when they're playing a team with orange jerseys, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, so you do, you do have to say that they did lose their uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah, but I from from the the South Carolina fans that I've talked to, despite the 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 showcase against Tennessee, they actually were um, pretty happy. It seems to see him go, and I and um, I think just kind of vanilla play, the situational play calling is what I've been told. They put up sixty three against Tennessee. He killed them. I mean, now, granted, that, but now full con- full context though, they were missing Jeremy Banks. <laughs> And that was a defense that was like ranked outside the top 100 in pretty much every category defensively that had already played Georgia uh, a few weeks before. So they're already kind of beat up. You're missing your best defensive player. It's a road game in, in Columbia. So not that they, that's still 61 points, but you, you, you got to give the full, full context there. I think. I didn't think they were going to stop putting up points. Actually. Um, in that game, I was like, "Wow, Jason, yeah. football, SEC. What do you think?" Uh, I think Georgia, Alabama, heading um, into the season. Georgia, Alabama. Um, ooh, it's kind of tricky right there. Um, I'm gonna say Tennessee. Um, I'm gonna say Kentucky. Um, I have to throw Ole Miss in at five. I agree with five, and then LSU. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, so Auburn. here's my. Nah, I don't think Auburn's gonna be top six. I think I think but Hugh Freeze is a little. I wouldn't be surprised. I think Hugh Freeze got a little man. little ways to go to get that. I don't think so. I think Hugh. I think Hugh Freeze has an imagination so, so, so wide and vivid <clears> that he can get those guys down there thinking they're better than what they're because he did it all Miss. All he did was get the right recruits in at the right time. He he recruited at a very high level relative to what Ole Miss is capable of. Now that's that's the issue for him heading into Auburn is with Brian Harson and the lack of recruiting there. You're you're limited on the Jimmys and Joes that you have at Auburn, and you're playing. This is the last year we have of they were pretty football so depleted, and that's so, kind, of, kind of what's happened to Florida as well. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what Florida as well Florida. is there. They just don't have quite have the talent that normally used to. Not right now. Now, if you look at what uh, Nate 2024 class, he is putting together um, recruits like Florida of old. So I, I do expect if he can keep that up, that Florida will turn in a year or two. But my top six is going to be pretty similar to guys. The only thing that I'm going to say to y'all is this. I have to see what Tennessee looks like. I'm not. They are having to replace. I mean, they lost wide receivers that are 
are NFL stars. I mean, you know, that are NFL bound, you know, probably going to be stars in the NFL. Um, they lost what I think is their, their best quarterback that they have had. It's Peyton Manning. It's me. And I, I know they have, have Milton. And I know the kid has an absolute cannon. I mean, you, you can't deny that. The problem is, is that sometimes goes in the third row of the seats. <laughs> I mean, doesn't he hasn't shown the kind of accuracy that you from Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker, top notch. I mean, he could throw it on a rope inside. I mean, and, you know, and, and hit a court. I mean, you know, and I just, you can't, you don't see that. I haven't that with Milton. And he's not going to be throwing to guys that he had last year, like Hyatt and, you know, the, the ones, you know, he's not going to be throwing to them. So while I agree, Tennessee should be in the top six. I'm still holding out on, on like number four, like where you had them. I'm more in the five or six range. But I'm not saying that Hypel can't get them there. He probably will. I'm not saying, but. I think I just need to see a little bit early on because I don't feel like I've seen enough with Hilton to say, okay, they're going to make, they're, they're going to keep that jump going. Yeah. The, the, so for me, the, the offense is not going to be the question. Uh, I look for Milton right. and squirrel white to be a pretty big connection, but uh, the defense has got to be the biggest question mark after last year outside the top 100 in all these categories lack of ability to get off the field so their defense the last two years has, has, has been terrible really yeah yeah it's no other way to put well, it that's really. what i'm saying so you put those that they've had on the offense now hooker and and those just carried them and made them look great Despite the defense being terrible, I don't think that that Milton can do that. I just don't. I just, I mean, out of cannon, he can do that. I mean, I guess if you can find a guy like, like Hyatt again, where you can just take off and let him 70 yards down the field and run up and let him throw it like good last year, I, you know, I guess you, because that's what Hyatt could do last year. But I don't know. We'll see. My top three would definitely be Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. And then I think it actually falls off a little bit. Um, I think those are those three now preseason looking at it. I think those three kind of are the top of the field. Uh, in the SEC, I 
you know, there's teams like Texas A&M that I'm not giving any love to. Auburn that's not getting any love. I think Mississippi State is probably in for a little bit of a downturn. I think losing Mike Leach is going to hurt way more than 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 what some people are predicting. I know Rogers has been one heck of a quarterback for them, and he is back. But I think he's going to miss Mike Leach. I just do. I don't know about that. I, I think uh, that's my take on that. Um, so I don't, I don't know about that, Brad. I, I don't know about that, Brad. I don't know about that, Brad. I think I think Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State, man. I, 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 I think just have a pretty strong feeling. I think they're gonna. They, they're gonna miss his antics. I give you that. But far as football schemes and that, I think he has a brilliant mind. But I think. And don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying this. I will put Mike Leach in the realm of a Bob Huggins. Great for sound bites, but losing touch with the kids in the game is passing him by. So I think that, you know, the ones who are stepping up in Mississippi State, they're ready to connect with those kids. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Okay. So you might be right. Oh, boys, fantasy football. Hey, man, what's up, guys? I just hi. Uh, so top six around the country outside of the SEC. Who you have, Taylor? Michigan at one. Probably outside of the SEC. So probably Michigan at one, Ohio State two, USC at three. Uh, four, probably in the Big 12, I guess. I'll say Clemson at four, uh, Florida State at five, and then maybe six. Uh, I'll say Penn State. I'll make it, I'll do three Big Ten teams because the Big Ten East, you very well, we could have two Big Ten East teams in the, in the playoff again this year. And I'm hearing a lot of good are things they, about they, Are they still in defense this year? The Big Ten, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I know they're doing away with. It, with I don't know if it starts this year or next. Yeah, but um, Drew Alar is is the new quarterback taking over for Sean Clifford, and I'm I'm hearing a lot of good things about him as far as just he he was a five star coming out, highly touted guy, big arm pocket passer sees the field very well um and then i think i think michigan kind of by default because they're the other team that's um been in the playoff the last couple of years and really are a couple of fluke turnovers away from in a bad red zones possession from being uh facing georgia in the national they got some guys back too yeah and a lot and they have a lot more returning production than ohio state yeah so yeah <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, I will say you're forgetting the Big 12, just so you know, which is cool. I just want to let you know. <laughs> All right, Jason, who you have around the country, outside of the outside of the SEC, 
who you have in your top six? Obviously, you hit on one of them, the Ohio State. I think they're probably going to be preseason number one uh, with all the returners they have back. We're possibly the number one pick. Uh, then I'm going to go Texas. I'm going to go Texas. Texas is number teams. two. Then I'm going to put Michigan at their third spot. Then I'm going to come with USC at their fourth spot. I'm going to go Clemson at their fifth spot. And at that sixth spot, he know what I'm going to say, but he, he don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the Colorado Buffaloes. Let's oh, go. Let's oh go. okay. <laughs> Come on. Good grief. You know that happening. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, we said three seasons before the games I played. Now, listen. He won the transfer portal uh, bowl. He won the transfer portal bowl. He got all those transfers. So, hey, hey. I the the big the I though I have more of an issue with I I can't put Ohio State above Michigan until they beat Michigan again. Like I the, like that. I can understand so, that. I can understand that. And it's it's back in in Ann Arbor this year when they play each other. So yeah, yeah. I, hey, I'm gonna say it right now. The Ohio State will go down to Ann Arbor. And win this year. I don't know barring about that. injuries, barring injuries. No, write, I write that down. <laughs> write it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> barring injuries, you know what I'm saying? They got yeah. to be healthy and clicking. They can't go in there slipping. I don't know, man. And I can't even begin to fathom Colorado in the top six, but you know. The rest of them, I got, got you, Ex- except for maybe Texas. But, I I mean, Texas is right there. They're going to be close. I agree I agree with you, um, Taylor, about in state. I think state has a chance to challenge Ohio State and mid this year for 10 championship. Um, I don't know if Franklin can get it done. Or not, but I think that they have a chance. Um, <clears throat> so I agree with you on Penn State. You know, around the country, you definitely have to start with Michigan, Ohio State, USC right there, Clemson. I do. Do think that preseason you probably have to look at Texas in the five or six range for Big Twelve. Um, you know, Kansas State is probably going to have something to say about that, probably. Um, and you know, who knows what TCU is going to look like? They lost quite a bit, so. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what TCU is going to look like there. Um, I just can't put Florida State there. Uh, well, I, you can know, I, I didn't. I didn't put Penn State. I would put Penn State. I put in Penn your State room? over Florida State. Oklahoma, Oklahoma's there. They're right there as well. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, Penn State over Florida State. 
Yeah, that's his. It's both of those are. Um, I think the ACC is a little bit up this year compared to. It past, is. But Taylor always likes the Big Twelve. Talking football, so I had to throw in a little bit. Yep. Big question is what's the what, what's going to happen to the Big Twelve after this year? The pack is going to be the pack. It's going to be the Pac twelve. The big the big Pac twelve. That's the big question. Yeah, it's going to be the big Pac twelve. All right. So, uh, moving on from. Yeah, yeah, it might be. You might be right on that. All right, so moving July and talking a little football. Um, starting in August, college uh, sportscast here on Tuesdays, we will do our Power Five conference previews, where we will look at each team and discuss each team a little bit their schedule and pick a regular season record for each of the power five schools. We will in Notre Dame in with the AC. Um, when we do the ACC are around affiliated with the ACC. I don't really understand all of that, but um, they play like half their games or something are against ACC schools now, something like that. Um. Anyways, so we include I'll include them in the ACC. We can all the schools, you know, more than likely have a chance at the end of the year. Um, so <clears throat> we worked August first with with the Pac-12. Then on the eighth, I think we're doing the Big Ten. The fifth is the ACC. The 22nd is the Big 12 and the 12th with the SEC. So that is our preview series that we will do for football. Like I said, we that each Tuesday night in August. That will be our coverage in August. Um of the month. And then August 27th, we're having a big DeFanboy Season 2 kickoff show. And Taylor's going to be part of that with his show. Um, there's going to be, I think we have right 15 different podcasts for it. We're causing it the DeFanboy kickoff extravaganza. Um, so I want to talk about it a little bit tonight. <clears throat> since wrapping up season one like i said we have about 15 different podcasts uh we will cover teams. um notre dame is going to be covered clemson texas georgia nc state nfl preseason stuff with, with fresh takes 
Uh, we'll, do, we'll have a Furman football podcast. We'll do some wrestling stuff. We will be there as college sports cast. Texas is going to be covered. Um, so there is going to be at least 50 plus podcasts uh, that day. I think we're supposed to start at 11 in the morning on Eastern time. Um, so 10 Central on the 27th. And uh, a little bit of fun. We're going to do about 30 minute shows for most of us. Um, and each cover our teams and what we got and stuff like that. So, actually, for us on the 27th, the season actually kicks off sixth. Recap of the games so that Navy and Notre Dame play each other on the um, sixth. And USC plays on the 26th. So we'll have a couple of three, you know, games to about and kind of do our, our recap show. And then there are some decent games on that Thursday, which is like the 31st. Um, I know that NC State plays. And there's a couple of other games I have to remember off the top of my head. But there's two or three games that we will talk about. Oh, Utah and Florida that Thursday uh, ought to be a pretty good game. So we'll, we'll kind of look at those games, do some pick pickums on two or three games on the 31st. So I know that's what we're going to do. Taylor, you're going to be part of it with your sports game. So. I don't know if any ideas of what you're going to cover, what you're going to talk about yet, though. I'm thinking Jay and I might talk a little bit of Falcons. That's that's kind Not of a, what I'm on <laughs> point. So, all right. <clears throat> it's going to be our season two kickoff show. We're going to have some fun that day. I know that Jay's going to do some stuff that is going to be live at a little restaurant called Ardent's. Um, and he's going to have some people there and going to start the show like that. Um, do some giveaways there at Ardent's. And then we're going to get into each one of our shows that's part of the fanboys. And like I said, um, by the time the day's done, I know we're going to have at least 15 Maybe possibly other than that, might get to 15, 16, 17, or 18, maybe um, shows. So it's going to be a full day of the Fanboys podcast. So hopefully we can promote it and, and get people excited about it. Um, possibly doing some giveaways. I know we're going to be doing that as well. I know Jay is going to be doing that. So tune in, and we're going to all have a little bit of fun on the 27th of August. I am going to consider that the kickoff to our season as well. Um, we are going to have the Summer Series and the Power 5 preview shows. But our official kickoff to the season will be August 27th. That's a Sunday. And then we'll do our Tuesday show for the SEC preview. Our Thursday show will be our pick for the upcoming week, week one. Uh, and then we will 
get into our full season again. Another 125 shows. <laughs> right, Jason? 125 more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this, this, I know this, this, this might be the best season ever, man. Man, look here. It's, hey, think about this. Through all the ups and downs, 124 seasons, like, it was a lot of things going on. It was a lot of things that happened this past season. There was. Season. A lot of things that went on, Yeah, man. we had technical difficulties. We had um, – we had some audio wasn't even my that wasn't even my fault or whatever like it was the the people who are you know hosting like the the host that i'm using and, and stuff like it, it's been we've had um we had one time we did a show with a with an important guest by the way auburn baseball coach <laughs> Actually, we did a show where somehow or another the uh, like it created this, two different rooms. Yeah, man. He, he so asked, when I sent him, that when show I sent, hours later. yeah, I sent him an invite to the show, and then I sent my guys Jason and 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 John an invite to the show, and it actually created. Because he wanted his invite like an hour before, so it actually sent him him a invite into a, a separate room, and the head baseball coach of Auburn was just sitting there waiting on us. True, true story. <laughs> Yeah. That's true it was definitely a true story. So we've had we've we've definitely had our fair share of oops and everything else this year. That's a part of the ride, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I'm telling you, um, it's we've definitely had our fair share. That one, I wasn't sure. Like that, we had to go through, you know, team and and the uh, some of the some of the the uh, SID people. They wasn't too happy there <laughs> for a little bit, but it was nothing. Like I didn't just. I don't know how how it happened. One of those. Crazy things that you know probably wouldn't happen once in a million years. You know that happened to happen. I had the head baseball Auburn on. <laughs> yeah. All right, Taylor. If you need to jump off, you will wrap up and do sponsor things. And if you want to jump jump on off you can and, and I appreciate you on with us tonight and and 
we will hopefully see this summer for the summer series um, during the SEC media days. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I, I think I'm definitely. It's going to be an exciting time to do some of those uh, uh, pickums come football season. So uh, I look forward to it for sure. All right, man. Taylor, y'all have you have a good night, man. You too. All right, Jason, you still with me? Still with you, man. Still with you. All right, man. So, one thing real quick before we get off here that I seen today. Did you see the NCAA come out today and was talking about how a lot of these schools are going to get in trouble or busted or breaking the rules with the NIL? No, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. What did you? What was that on? Uh, it, it's on ESPN. If you pull up ESPN, I'll let you take a look. I'll talk about True Victory. My shirt on again tonight to wrap up up the season. Go to True Victory, veteran-owned sportswear company, um, and use that code to the right of the screen. That QR code. You can scan that code and it'll take you straight to the shop. They have men's, women's, and accessories. And like I said, they are a veteran-owned sportswear company. Use our code to fanboys for 15% off. We would appreciate it. It'll give, get you some cool gear. Um, if you like to work out and jog, run, uh, do anything uh, physical fit, you, you will love this where it's light um, and and feels great on you. There's all kinds of stuff there to to um, to look into, and they also have like camo stuff for veterans and, and stuff like that for hunters and veterans. So check them out. Again, use our code to Fanboys for a fifteen percent discount, and I'll keep that up on the screen. So anyway, Jason. I just thought it was interesting. My take is this. The NCAA is right, and you know that I've been talking about it for a while. But realistically, unless the government steps in. So here's what the story says. The story is like the NCAA is saying that the state legislations – are making rules that are actually breaking the rules on NIL. And that even though your state says it's okay, the NCAA is saying that it's not. But unless the federal government steps in and gives the NCAA the power to do something, does the NCAA have any power to do anything about it? That's my question. Especially when it's a, it's a. Uh, you were saying you need the government to step in. That's what you were wanting. You were wanting the government to step in, but the NCA stepping in, it's, it's. How can you really say something when you open up this can of worms? You, you let up. You open this Pandora box to anyone allowing anyone in a particular state 
Okay, I just got sent an article here. It's a kid here that's projected, and he's a junior in high school. He's projected to have a million-dollar NIL worth. All right, his worth is, and they said that, and I just read the article before we came on air, that if he moved, What's he, would up? Be eligible. he would be eligible. He would be eligible for some of these incentives. But since he's in Arkansas, he can't get all of these incentives. And so I think I I, I think once again the NCAA is gonna they are gonna set themselves up for another lawsuit and they're gonna lose. And so like I said, I think they need to come back to the drawing board. They need to meet with all athletic directors and come up with a way. And like I told you, put it put it in the trust. Hey, you gotta but do there's two, three years. Problem with that. So Tennessee is making their own you know, rules. Texas is making their own rules. So as we speak right now, Texas, this week, I think on Thursday, is supposed to sign into a law on the NIL where the, the not only the kids – the, the boosters or the collectives can actually um, encourage and, and promote to fans to try to get fans to give them money. And that's not – that's – so – and on top of that, they can pinpoint it and say, hey, we're trying to recruit this kid and we need you to give us money. So what I'm saying to you is that's not a law everywhere else, but right now Texas is passing that law. So if you're the NCAA and, I don't know, whatever, Colorado or Florida can't do that, but in Texas, legally, because they are in the state of Texas and the state government is overseeing all of this, Texas can. So how can you, as the NCAA president, how can you come in and say, okay, we need everybody to meet and everybody's going to follow these rules when Texas is going to go back and say, I don't have to do that. It's, not, it's, it's, it's legal in my state. I can do what I want. But that's why certain people are choosing certain schools. Kind of like LeBron James son. Think about this. LeBron saying LeBron Jameson had a real high evaluation, right? Had he went anywhere else, he would not get a chance to reap the benefits of his marketability in the state of California. Think about that now. Think about that. He wasn't he wasn't leaving. I, I knew he was gonna stay in LA. But I'm saying it, it, he would have lost money. Had he left, because some states have certain rules, they had caps on things, they had certain caps, like you just said. There's, there's a lot of states that are like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But California and Texas and a few of the schools are, are the ones that's a few more lenient on it. Yeah. I mean, heck, last year, Texas A&M, in a video at a recruiting to a recruit at a ball game said on video 
that guy right there is the guy you can get your money from. And pointed him out to the to the recruit on video. And nothing was said about it. When you at the school are not supposed to have anything to do with that. That's supposed to be done outside of your attention and you, you're not supposed to lure them to the people at all. That's not supposed to be a thing, but it's happening all over the place because like I said, some states allow things and some states don't. And everybody says, well, the government shouldn't be involved. The government is the one that's leading this. It's just per state governments. It's not really the NCAA. The NCAA didn't even start this. California started it. They did. Then Florida joined in. Yep. Yeah. California is the one that started The state government is the one that started it. Interesting take. Interesting take. Interesting. I just, take. I just wonder. My, 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 my point in bringing this up is, without the federal help of legislation, what really can the NCAA do? I don't really think there's much they can do. It's gonna be interesting. I need to meet with the ads. Meet with the ADs so the ADs can let the, the, the benefactors and boosters know what's the limit. Because guess what? Man, listen. Vito's going to be getting many lottery ticket numbers around here. These scratch-offs, they, they, they're using their lottery tickets every day. Every day. They're getting a the scratch-off every day, Brad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear you. I wished I did. Yeah. <laughs> Can I figure out how to be on the other end of that somehow? You see what I'm saying? I'm probably too old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for, for tonight. Like I said, we are wrapping up our season one. Man, it's been a great run. I've loved it. It's been a lot of ups and downs, um, but it's been enjoyable. I love talking to the guys and talking sports and and having a few fans along the way um, and, 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 and meeting a lot of really cool people. I mean, we've talked to Peter Burns and, and um, Chris Marler, and, I mean – Daniel Shirley from The Athletic. And, I mean, just there's been a bunch of Ron Slay. You brought Ron, Ron Slay on. That was a fun show. So, I mean, we've had a lot of fun along the way. We will be back to cover the SEC Media Days. So that's going to be our summer series. Then we'll do our Power Five conference um, previews. And then we'll kick off season two. So, what is a bang? What a bang! What a bang! Jason, you're gonna have a little time off here. I don't. 
you want to, I'll talk to you about the SEC media days. I don't know if you are going to be available in the summer or not, but man, I know I'm I'm headed to Orlando tomorrow uh, to the third, and then I come back on the third, and then head from the fifth to the tenth. I head to Augusta, Georgia, for the final AU deal, and then. My kids uh, are going to, I don't know, we got to decide if we're going to go to Des Moines, Iowa. They made the Junior Olympics. Um, my oh, son, really? My team, my, my track and field? Track and field. So, yeah. That's going to be from 29th to August 5th. So, you know what, man? Hey, I you know me. I squeeze it in some way, somehow. Get it going. <laughs> Get it going. We're definitely. I'm taking a few weeks off for for sure. I'm I'm not. I mean, I got to. Yeah, you got to, man. Yeah, you got to. I, man. I I haven't taken any time off, pretty much. So I've been when doing. First, when all, we first talked, man, you had the same amount of hair as I did. So now I know, man. Next <laughs> yeah, time, you yeah. don't get it back. <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously, I, I yeah. definitely need a break. Those 124 episodes, not one of them's been without me. Not one of them. Not one. Not of one. Them, no. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know, well, well deserved break. Well deserved break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, listen. I, if you're watching this, there's no reason why you would not want to partner up with us, the fanboys, and the and the host of the show, Mister. Come on now, Mister Brad. Mister Brad is the man. He is the man. Level of consistency. If consistency had a face, it'd be this man right. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Right, I, man. I, that's 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 something that was taught to me. So I appreciate that. No doubt, no doubt. All right, guys, we will see you in a few weeks. I will see you in a few weeks. Uh, College Sportscast will, and like I said, we will do our summer series July 16th through the 20th. Global Jam on the 16th. And then SEC Media Days, the 17th through the 20th. Until then, I hope you all have a great summer. Peace out.